Welcome back to Big Fiction Energy. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. I'm uh, Tim. <laughs> you should stop and think for a second there, huh? Yeah, I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you late. Today? Uh, Ooh. 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 Tim. <laughs> Still Tim. Still Tim. For now. <laughs> Solid. Staying with it. Nice. Um, so Consistency yeah. is incredibly oh. important. Oh. So I got a question okay. for everybody. You know, those of us sitting around the table in the basement. Not any of you listening at home. Well, I mean, they could answer, but we're not going to hear them. Oh, gotcha. Just yell really loud. It's, oh, no, we're like, um, like those kids shows and like Face from Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Like, and Dora. Where's the ocean? It's right, right behind yeah, me. Like, it's right behind Just turn around. You can hear it. But, so we're going to ask you a question. You literally spent half an hour walking it. here. Yeah. <laughs> this whole episode's about the ocean. <laughs> So participation like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please or, you know, you can always participate on, like, Twitter and stuff. We'll talk about yeah. that a bit later. Yeah. Um, but seeing as this episode's coming around, coming out around Easter, I already can't talk. Whew. Um, I want to talk about holidays. Holidays. With a Z. Holidays. I thought it was the... Uh, the dazzle that you had when someone hollered at you. Ah, you, you get dazed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, man, I just got hollered at me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Still got the holidays. Did we have a math teacher in high school that would say, like, holla at me? But she was old and Oh, wow, age is much. Uh, she drew a sad face on my test. I was just I'm not good at math, but I know. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you what going. What did I get? Like a 37. Uh, I'm I in 11th grade. Out of, out of in what? 100. In high school? Yeah. It was, it was a that rough have test. Two sad faces, minimum. Ge- geometry as an 11th grader with 9th and 10th graders. I know. I don't need that. That was a tough face. test. But I passed it. Do- what was the radius <laughs> of the sad face? Too big. Fair. Yeah. It was would you say it was girthy? <laughs> Damn, you just beat me to it. Oh, um, I was going to say, would you say it was girthy? Yeah, but <sighs> she, like, we were working Never on quick something. Enough. And it, this was around the time when the holla, like, became popular. Yeah. And she was like, if she was trying anything, to be cool. Just holla, class. And I was like, what's your mustache? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wow. I wanted to so open up with a nice question about holidays and you go off you on the time Maybe it wasn't us. a sad face. Maybe it was a face with a mustache. <laughs> a big Maybe. droopy Maybe mustache. Yeah. yeah. It was actually a smile true. but it was covered up by that mustache. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, we did derail everything. I'm sorry. You got me talking about things that scarred me in high school for real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I kind of knew it was going to happen, but yeah. bringing it up. Yep. It sounds fresh, really. It, sounds like <laughs> it was only that. like 16, 18 and, years ago. And the best thing face. about teaching high school in the school where we went to school is that I get to keep telling that story every semester. You're like, it was right downstairs down the hall. Uh-huh, yep. Once in a while, I want to put a sad face on somebody's paper because like, I'm sad that they suck so bad. But, wow. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why. But then I think how much it affected you, and I'm like, nope, this kid might take it the wrong way. More and like, I'm sad for you. Yeah. that's what I did. That you did poorly I on did. this. And I was a class apple polisher, so I was a brown noser. I did not even ask to go to the bathroom. I just left. That's how upset I was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You yeah. were acting out. That's right. Good thing you didn't cut somebody instead. <laughs> <laughs> I did not cut anybody in the face, and I did not jump out of the window to fall however many stories. Fell. <laughs> I th- figured I'd get it in before Tim did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a good so, call. So what did you want to say about holidays? I don't know anymore. That was four minutes ago, according Sorry. to the timer. Sorry, guys. What's your favorite holiday? 
I really love Arbor Day. I mean, trees are cool, but I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love food. I love cooking and eating and pie. You do say that cooking for other people is your love language. Oh, my God. It's like the Olympics for me. This year was amazing. And Dan's mom, my mother-in-law, whom I love very much, went to school to be a home ec teacher, and she's definitely the matriarch of the family. So we get <laughs> to put together... Why are you giggling? She's the matriarch of whatever family she can be of. Yes, like, that is she true. She would be the matriarch of other families if she could be. That is true, yeah. She would interject. <laughs> um, so to cook her a meal that she actually, like, complimented... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you busted like, your butt I, for that. Like getting a big smiley face on a right, math test. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I so a little a bit of background face. there for this past thing. Did it also giving. make you go cry in the bathroom, though? <laughs> in a good I way? I wanted to. A happy bathroom cry? I wanted to, but then my sister-in-law brought a blueberry pie that nobody else really wanted to eat, so I got to eat the whole dang thing. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was, this was the first time we ever hosted yes. Thanksgiving, so you cooked like pretty much everything. Yeah, I did. There were a few things that other people... Yeah. Uh, but like your were. big ticket items. I'm really bad at words today. I just totally lost it. This is Contributed. Gonna, this is going to be smooth. Contributed. Whew, good thing I have to read things and not just make it up. Contributed. Did, didn't you make this up, though? I know. I did before. I don't have to do it right now. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I did like, make wait, it all up. Did you plagiarize? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I did not. Influenced by things, took inspiration from things. Sure. Tim, what's your favorite holiday? Uh, wow. Tax day. <laughs> Tax day. I mean, Sad that's face a, that's that it's a, delayed a, a lot one. this yeah, year. We that's too wait bad. Three months. Could you imagine if they were like, ah, Christmas is in March this year? <laughs> <laughs> like, That'd be rough. Yeah. So, but people are putting their Christmas lights back up. So. True. I thought about doing that too, just ho, ho, to ho. join in the fun, but I don't want to be outside, especially now that we have snow again. Yeah. Yeah. Into you're trying to. You're trying to. I'm sorry. What's the, I lost the word again. Finagle. Wow. My brain's not working very well tonight. You're trying to distract me from Tim answering the question because he doesn't I, seem to want to. I I don't know the answer. That's most of it. Uh, I, I told you the question was going to be before we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the good news. Uh, I didn't have an answer then either. Oh, okay. Um, so, what's know. a holiday that you enjoy? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I didn't think Christmas it was gonna be. I thought this was a softball. Christmas is is cool, but you don't want to say Christmas because everyone says Christmas. I'm gonna say best. Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving, I feel no offense, is for people that like really don't want to say Christmas. <laughs> um, that was a lot nicer than I thought it was gonna Easter be. Easter is, you know, there. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is really only a. a holiday here so people can drink more right. than usual. Right. Which is not like, <laughs> it's, but it's not always on a Saturday, so sometimes you, you know, you gotta right, really like, What do you do on St. Patrick's Day is on a Tuesday? Like, I, mean, I mean, I know what people here do. Right. Yeah, in our town, it doesn't matter what day it is. Yeah. Correct. Well, and then they have another one anyway, so. <laughs> they just um, make up their own. Ugh. Arbor Day, you know, kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I mentioned that one. Is. Well, it's in the summer, and it's about trees, and trees are good, it's in though. the summer, you should be having a cookout. And, and burning trees. So is 4th of July your favorite? Because it's all about cookouts or Memorial uh, Day? It's too warm. July <laughs> 4th, 4th is too July warm. Is and you got to yeah. like, you gotta get your kids and all your people and your crap, and you go to a place for like eight minutes, and you can... Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot so you of just work. not like holidays? What's wrong no, with you? No, I love them. 
I like anything that has a bonfire. Okay. okay. Which is why Arbor Day is like, could, should you so have like a bonfire? It's like the opposite. Right. I mean... It's almost ironic. Well, yeah. I thought this was going to be an easy question. I didn't realize that was opening a new can of Tim for us. Right. Cutting deep today. So I don't know. I love it. The answer is... <laughs> that Tonto. My, my birthday's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's also when it's hot. Well, that hot, if we're in upstate June. New York, it's still snowing like the last week of May. So, yeah. like, you were normally thawed by June. Anytime yeah. we talk about weird weather, my mom always brings up, well, it snowed the day that I graduated on May 18th. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. Uh, my favorite, my favorite is yeah, Christmas yeah. because. Your favorite holiday is Christmas? Yeah. Because I'm not afraid to cop out. But I love the Christmas season. I actually appreciate that, that you're not scared to. Right. Uh, I like my birthday also, which is coming up, if you're listening to this, as it's releasing, which is exciting. Maybe. It will be. Dan is going to turn 53. Wow. You're only off by a lot. And when he thirty-four, shaves, he doesn't look a day over 12. That's why I have a beard. <laughs> um, but no, I love the Christmas season. I love we start listening to Christmas music starting like... The day after Thanksgiving. day after Thanksgiving, yeah. night after dinner, we watch our first Christmas movie, which is always a Muppet Family Christmas, which most people don't know, it's which is sad. Christmas. It's so It's good. the best. It's up there with, like, the top three Christmas movies of all time, which are Die Hard, oh, yeah. Muppet Christmas, and the third one. I really, Alone. I really like mm-hmm. uh, Santa Claus, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, we actually watched it. I haven't watched it in years because I want to watch that one with Lily. But we actually watched it one day. What? We were home for something. And she wasn't home. I think she went to a friend's house. So it was like that morning we she, Danny just put on the yeah. Santa Claus and we kind of watched that while doing whatever. Yeah. Elf is really good too. Oh, I love I Elf. Love Elf is great. We that's one that we. Elf in a few years right. Today. That's another one we haven't watched with Lily. I want to put a quick disclaimer in right here. If you're listening with younger kids, you might want to skip the next minute or so um, for potentially sensitive information. Um, just quick warning. Uh, thanks. It's kind of tricky with the ones that talk specifically about Santa not being real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's She's about believing in Santa Claus yeah. or not, then it's like, nope, I don't even want to introduce yeah. her to that. Not yet. Yeah. Need another year. She made it further than I did. Mm, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm just gonna like, bring it down here. I feel like there's some interim years where, like, some older kid or some cousin or whatever has told you Santa Claus isn't real, but like, you still know that if you believe in him, you get red presents. Yeah. So you're, right. you're kind of on that line of like, well, he might. He, right. He might not, but. I want to say, if anybody listens to this with their kids, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, we didn't just. <laughs> pop anybody's burst anybody's bubble yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> put a little warning on this a trigger warning yeah. <laughs> talk about Santa Claus it's <laughs> not being real yeah uh, yeah I think we're gonna go with that and head into chapter 7 which is called Late Talks Late Latte Talks, talks. <laughs> there's only one T I know latte there's two talks. T's Latte Talks I thought there were two E's in Latte or is that Late T? What? Late you are so late. Yeah. You're a late lady. This late yelled at me <laughs> at the grocery store today about buying my latte. <laughs> <laughs> one little thing before we actually get to the chapter. One of my favorite stories is a guy I know um, lives in Buffalo, and he was driving around the city. And he's, like, apparently just to entertain himself, he'll, like, talk to the people as if he was talking to them that are, like, walking on the street. Um, 
and he'll like yell things in his car sometimes which usually has his windows up and apparently he forgot his windows were down because it was nice out and there was somebody crossing the road and apparently they were taking quite a while so then he just goes hey big fat lady and then she looked at him and he was like oh his windows were down and then he just drove away really fast and it's one of my favorites and sometimes I, I think that and then double check my windows when like I see people walking I just want to be like hey big fat lady <laughs> So, Dan Asta, if you're listening, we love you. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to check out Chapter 7, Late Talks. The rest of the day was spent finalizing preparations for the trip. Laney and Brutus were then introduced to the rest of Cass's family. Dasta had a few odd friends that were working with him. Or for him. Laney wasn't quite sure. They bickered and picked on each other like they were old friends, though. The first one they met was a terribly tall and thin man named Orthel. He wore all black and had no hair on his deathly pale head. He had a long face with deep-set eyes and deep frown lines around his mouth. Laney noticed he had no smile lines. When Cass introduced him, he merely looked down at them and nodded his head. When he walked away, he seemed to glide over the ground, his feet invisible under his black robes. Wow, he's creepy. Laney whispered after Orthel had left. Yeah, being a practitioner of void magic will do that. Void magic? Isn't that the power of Greymelkin? Isn't that, like, bad stuff? Oh, out here nothing is bad if it keeps you and your friends alive. We don't have giant walls to keep us safe. I've known Orthel all my life. He's good people. Cass looked directly into Laney's eyes. Trust me. Laney couldn't help but nod and smile. Next for them to meet was a person almost the exact opposite of Orthel, a small brown primal with leathery wings attached to his arms, named Nash. My people resemble bats, but I'm not blind at all. What <laughs> was one of the first things Nash said when the group found him sitting at a campfire. His face twitched at the end, and he sniffed and shook his head roughly. I can fly, though. Comes in handy pretty often. I'll show you sometime. Hey, Cass, got any slop? No, Nash, I never have any slop. You haven't had slop in 20 years. Cass answered dryly. She gave Laney a look that said she had heard this question a million times and was tired of it. Never hurts to ask. Nash said sullenly, and he looked back towards the fire. Yeah, it does. Cass looked at the small primal until he looked away. Nash is a good guy, but he has his vices. I'm sitting right here. I know. Cass nearly shouted back at the de- at the dejected primal. He might be kind of small, but he's not bad in a fight. Always finds a good vantage point. Bah. Nash waved one of his arm wings and stalked off. I do enough that Dust has kept me around for 20 years. You're always good for a laugh. Cass called to him as he stomped away. He really is. She turned back to Laney and Brutus. Usually, Gus's old addiction is hitting him hard. What's this slop he was asking about? Oh, it's this stuff he was force-fed when he met Da. Some kind of void magic-infused soup. They were captive together and broke out of some nasty prison. Da and Nash and Orthel and Dart, you haven't met her yet. She's on sentry duty somewhere. We'll meet her tomorrow. Goodness, they have been together for some time. Yeah, and they're best friends because of it. Sometimes I feel like an add-on, even as Dasta's kid. If you don't mind my asking, where is your mother? Oh, she died giving birth to me. Real sad story. Da won't tell it. Neither will any of the others. That's all I've ever gotten out of them. I don't mind, though. I get along fine how it is. Remarkable. Was all Brutus offered up. Cass walked off, but Laney could swear she heard her sniff, heard a hard sniff from her. Brutus and Laney spent the rest of the night cozy around a fire, waiting until they could justify going to sleep. 
They were both exhausted from the stresses of the day, but neither wanted to sleep too soon and miss something important. Poor to look weak. So you think this is a good idea? Lainey asked Brutus while eating a simple meat and vegetable stew. Brutus had a bowl of stew as well, but instead of meat, it contained some of the grains from the jury's feed bags. Yes, do you not? It's all just happening so fast. I mean, this morning I was at Jork's putting on weird makeup. Now we're... Lainey trailed off. We're here. We're really out here. I haven't really had time to realize it yet, but we're out of Gaul. We're in the forest. I had never seen a forest before, only read about them in books. I never thought I would, and now I'm sitting around a fire eating trail stew. It's incredible. I'm actually going to pay attention to the surrounding tomorrow instead of... Lainey cut herself off, her face blushing. Instead of what? Brutus asked with a smile. Never you mind. Lanny said playfully, her face still red. It doesn't matter. This is all too awesome. And I beat you today. Oh, is that why you're so excitable? Brutus raised an eyebrow. Nurk, yeah. I finally got you in a duel, and you were fighting harder than a typical sparring session. Because it wasn't a sparring session. Brutus put down his empty soup bowl and looked directly at Lanny. I fought you to the best of my abilities. I decided it would look bad if I just pummeled you into the ground, so I held back just a little. But then I saw how Dasta was watching. We needed to show our best, so I stopped pulling punches. I don't believe Dasta noticed. You're lucky you're so quick. One hit and you would have been down and sore for a week. Nah, you weren't holding back. If you insist, I believe it is a decent time to get some rest. We'll need it tomorrow. Brutus stood grunting slightly. For the first time, in the glow of the fire, Lanny noticed Brutus's black mane had streaks of silver-gray hair. Maybe it wasn't that Brutus was holding back earlier. Maybe it was that he was getting old. Lanny thought, it's just been a long day. People, even minotaurs, don't age overnight. He just didn't want to hurt me. Lanny cracked her neck and sprang up as well, soreness from the sudden fight earlier creeping into her muscles. She stretched and said goodnight to her friend as she disappeared into her tent. She turned to her tent and stepped back, someone blocking her way. Cass was standing just in front of Lanny, who almost crashed into her when she turned around. Hey was all Cass said, a small smile on her face. Hey, uh, not time for sleep for you yet? Lainey spluttered out. She felt her heart race and her face flush red again. She hoped Cass didn't notice the flick in the flickering firelight. Nah, I've got a few more things to check out. Like you, I mean. This time it was Cass's turn to redden in the face. I mean, Da wants me to learn more about you before we go, to check out you guys' story, I mean. Oh, okay. Lainey sat back on the log they were using as a bench. Ask away. I've got nothing to hide. Cass sat down next to her. Their knees touched for a second, but Cass readjusted her seat and positioned her legs a few inches from Lanny's. Okay, so what's your real story? Why dressed as an ogre? Cass started, looking right into Lanny's green eyes. Oh, that was the truth. Brutus and I are heading to Dron to find my family. You didn't have family in Gaul? I did. I do. But they just didn't get me. They tried to decide everything for me. Basically kept me locked up. Oh. That sounds awful. I couldn't imagine not being able to do what I want. Really? So it's not just me, then? Lainey started to get more comfortable and was smiling. What? No, it is just you. Cass scolded her. Why would you want to leave the protection of the city? It's safe there. Don't you remember what I listed off earlier? I didn't even include monsters. We need protection for this trip, just to go from one city to the next. Not everyone is going to make it. I can be sure of that. Da and his friends will. They know what they're doing. But the other people, I don't know. I hope you and Brutus do, but you've never been out here before. You don't know what it's like. If we could, we'd go to the city in a heartbeat. 
Oh, I guess I didn't think of it like that. I just wanted to get away. Lainey was looking down at her feet. She felt like an idiot. Talking about how great it would be out here, she never thought about how hard life could be beyond the walls. They were taught the basics of the wilds in school, but reading about something was very different than actually experiencing it. Well, I'm out here now, and I'm going to make the best of it. I can hold my own. You saw that against Brutus today. Lainey was trying to convince herself as much as Cass. True there. You looked good. I mean, you fight well. I don't think I could have bested your friend. Hey. Cass got a large smile on her face, and her big brown eyes twinkled joyfully. What's the deal with you and Mr. Minotaur? He your boyfriend or something? Lainey laughed for a long time. Cass watched her laugh and waited, not quite sure it was so funny. No, he's my bodyguard. <laughs> he's been my guardian since before I can remember. My folks hired him when I was born to keep me safe in the city. Pretty ironic what he's doing now. Oh. Cass said, looking away in embarrassment. So you're not, like, a thing? He's kind of like a big brother with horns. He helps me to get out of trouble and to keep me safe. The city is not the peaceful place you're making it out to be. It's full of people just trying to get ahead, using fear and sometimes outright violence to get what they want. My parents were on their way to being like that. They used their position to keep people scared. Not like out here. If you are scared of something, it's because you have reason to be, not because someone on The Views told you to be. The Views? Cass scrunched her face up in confusion at the term. Yeah, it's like what people watch for entertainment and news. Watch what? Like a pit fight? What? No, like on a screen. My parents are on a show like news where they talk about what's currently happening in Gaul and what they think is important to people hear about. It's mostly garbage, though. I guess they're good at it. They're pretty famous. Lanny. Cass put a hand on her shoulder. I have no clue what you're talking about, and I doubt I ever will, but I'm okay with that. I can explain it more if you want. I've never cared for the views, but I know a bit about it. No, that's all right. I want to know more about you, not what entertains people in Gaul. All right, what else do you want to know about me? Cass thought for a moment and then smiled and asked... What's your favorite food? What? How does that help with the van? Well, maybe we can fix it sometime. Or maybe it'll make you think of food that you have a bad reaction to, and we can avoid it. Oh, good point. I think it would be the sweet nectar drink. I guess that's not really food, but Jork makes the best sweet nectar I've ever had. Describe that to me. I've never heard of it. Cass nudged closer to Lanny, and the two talked by the fire late into the night. Jork put his last mug back under the counter and rolled his shoulders. <clears throat> it had been a good night. A long night, but a good night. He started the day giddy after helping Lanny with her disguise. It was surprisingly fun, and he knew she had a good shot. He hadn't heard anything yet and figured that was a good sign. The bar was busy the rest of the day and evening, and he hadn't had too much time to think on things. But he was in a good mood all day, and it showed in his patronage. Jork collected the money from behind the counter and headed to the door for home. He let out a loud grunt as the door blasted in, taking him off his feet and sending him across the room to crash into the far wall. He fell to the floor hard, landing on his side. He heard something pop in his shoulder, and his head swam with pain. He had a hard time making out what was happening next. He thought three or six figures walking across the darkly lit room towards him. One was tall, very tall and skinny. The next was shorter, but not short and broader than the first. The last was short. No, not short. It was hunched over, walking on its feet and knuckles. Yes, there were three. Jork's vision cleared enough to tell for sure. The three figures leaned over him. The crouching one was drooling. They were mongers, Jork slowly realized. Ex-monger mercenaries, actually. They were not wearing any uniforms. 
They had the same weird tendrils for hair and gray skin of the mongers he'd seen in the past, but these were wearing terrifying skull masks. The crouching one was covered in chains and manacles, the tall one holding onto a length of these chains attached to a collar around the thing's neck. All about them clung the usual dark miasma, full of tiny specks of black detritus or whatever it was that floated around the things. The not-as-tall one wore a robe of deep violet. It looked down at Jork and asked in a thin, not unpleasant voice full of calm, Where is Lanny Jahirin? With the mask covering most of the ex-monger's face, Jork only saw the bottom half of the mouth move. It was unsettling, hearing the common tongue spoken from a mouth with no lips, but the words were still perfectly understandable. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, Jork lied. With dizzying speed, the monger holding the change lashed out with a blade pulled from some unseen scabbard. The first three long spines protruding from Jork's skull crest were shorn off with deadly precision. Jork howled in pain, frustration, and fear. An orc's crest was a sign of status and physical dominance, not to mention necessary for securing a partner. Now Jork was missing four spines. He would be an outcast. Let us not dawdle in falsehoods. I presume I do not need to threaten you after my associate Rashak's display. I'm a fast learner, Jork agreed through clenched teeth. Good. Then I feel we have much to discuss. The monger motioned with a hand, and the hunched, burly creature grabbed Jork by the arm and thrust him into a chair. Jork grunted with more pain as his injured arm was jostled. He was sure his collarbone was broken. Uh, What can I do for you? Jork said, trying to remain calm. In truth, he was more frightened than he had ever been. He was racking his brain, trying to decide what to do. He loved Lanny and didn't want to sell her out, but at the same time, he had a family to to provide for. That, and he didn't want to die. Not like this. Lanny Jahirin is known to frequent this establishment. What can you tell us of her current whereabouts? Current? Uh, I don't know. She left with her minotaur bodyguard this morning. Left? His lipless mouth seemed to snarl at Jork. Yeah, uh, they wanted to get out of the city. Don't know where to. Out of the city? Hmm, that would be difficult. Citizens are not allowed to leave. It is not safe for them in the wilds. Jork just shrugged, then winced in pain. How could they get out, and why? Jork forced a shrug again, but that used the last of the monger's patience. The one called Rashek struck out at Jork again, sending him to the floor with a brutal backhand. If you have told us all you know, then we are done with you. The robe monger stepped over Jork, who was spitting blood onto the floor. The last blow knocked two teeth from his mouth. Jork growled as the mongers made their way to the exit. The robe one looked back for a moment and then to Rashak. The robe one left the bar, but the other two walked back to Jork's prone form, who was now trembling in fear. No reason to act tough, Rashak said in a voice dry as sandpaper, his grip on the chains loosening. Girl hadn't seemed too interested. But loves a tough guy. Jork tried to master his fear, snarling at the mongers, but their presence was overwhelming. The dark motes in the air made it hard to breathe. The asthma made it feel difficult to get up. The large body of the heavy monger on top of him made it even more difficult. It was exceptionally hard to breathe when the teeth of the creature cut deep into his throat. Jork's last thought was that he betrayed Lanny, and nothing came of it but fear, pain, and death. So, so that was bullshit. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell us how you really feel, Tim. Uh, I think that's number one, dumb. Uh, number two, uh, real dumb. 
<sighs> if that was a math test Whew. that Danny took, I would put a big uh, frowny face on it. Uh, big old frowny face. So I was. I've been really excited for recording this episode purely for your reaction to that last scene. So I had read a little bit of it, and uh, I had seen the part where he got his spines cut off, and I thought that was the worst we were looking at. I mean, that so, was pretty bad to start. So here's the good news. Yeah. That no, wasn't the worst. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the introduction. Introduction. Wow. Wow. Am I drunk? I don't even... I had seltzer water to drink. You Jeez. Be, I mean, it is high hibiscus. <laughs> Um, it's got 20% more biscuits than other <laughs> lightly flavored seltzer waters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the introduction to the the ex-mongers that so Lenora these hired. Are the, yeah, these are the people that Lanny's parents hired to find her. I don't know if I call them people, but well, yes. I mean, the <laughs> individuals that Indeed. they hired to get their daughter back. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. The book's over. Like, it just ended. <laughs> As, as, like as far as you're concerned, yeah. uh, I was really happy Tim didn't just leave as we read that last I mean, I'm, part. I'm about to. <laughs> if it wasn't snowing outside, <laughs> I'd be gone. Um, so, so far with everybody that has read it and given me feedback, universally, everybody's been upset at the death of Jork. Well, he's not dead. And Tim's, Tim's headcanon, he's not dead. He'll come back. If you've read the fan fiction. <laughs> that you're making up in your head right now. Right, yeah, that's that's being written as soon as I get home. But I had, um... I forget, there's somebody that, like, gave it back to me and was like, I don't want to read anymore after George died. And I was like, well, this is going to be a rough ride for you that then. That person has good, valid opinions. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so I'm sorry, Tim, that the number of orcs in this story has been cut down by one. Yeah. Right, so, well, no, because he's, he's still alive, um, because we haven't found out how he lost his first spine. He's dead. No. Nope. <laughs> he's just shaking his head with his arms crossed. He's so mad. But you know what? That's the kind of reaction I want from people. You if you didn't, people sad? If you didn't care yeah, that Jorik really died, true. I didn't do my job right. That's true. Is how I think yeah. of it. Like, we were watching Frozen 2 earlier, and when... Zero orcs, by the way, in that movie. There are zero. There are zero orcs. We've seen it already. We saw it So, when it came quick out. spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen Frozen 2 yet or listening to this with kids that haven't seen it, then no skip, orcs. like, 10 That's seconds or whatever. But the there scene where no Olaf orcs. fades away, yep. she lost it. Yep. It was yep. like the end bawling. of Infinity War when everybody yep. faded away, yep. and she was just bawling. And, yeah, she'd seen it before, and the it was... The snap affected Frozen 2? Apparently. Wow. Yeah. I mean, half of all life in the universe, right? Weirdly, it was just Olaf. (laughs) There were other places where it was 100%. Yeah, it was just... Distribution was weird in that instance. But yeah, that's the kind of reaction I want. If you end that chapter and you're like, eh, it's Jork, oh well, then okay, maybe you didn't connect with Jork, but... And also you're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) But I I want to elicit a response. They do. There's a part later on the story where someone that was kind of beta reading it for me just couldn't continue <laughs> because of what happened. And I was like, well, it's not the worst that happened, so. Uh, uh, I disagree. <laughs> Tim is concerned. That, are we going to be able to get you back for chapter eight? Uh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> when Jork comes back, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. He is going to just swoop in and save the day. Yeah, he's going to be, yeah. don't all orcs turn into, like, Jedi ghosts or whatever and give people <laughs> advice and tell them how to blow up real big well, ships? here's the good news. 
He can't turn into an ogre now. You're not gonna have a jork ogre missing Wait, head spines. A joker? A Does jorger. something need to be alive to be affected with agronoism? Uh, yeah. Okay. Things that are dead can't get cancer. Well. Well. Jork is still alive, <laughs> so what you're saying is there's a chance. There. Sure. Okay. Samsonite. That's what it was. What? <laughs> like luggage? Never mind. Oh you guys give me crap because I couldn't remember a specific line in Goonies, and you don't remember that. I don't know. I blacked out. I don't know what you're talking. about. I mean, you were referencing Dumb and Dumber, so I continued the reference, and you guys oh, I've just never lost seen it. Dumb and Dumber. You literally were just <laughs> quoting it. Yeah, I read the book. <laughs> so in other news. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I think Tim is just broken from that last scene. Yeah. You really jorked me up, but <laughs> yeah. Can we start using that as, oh, like, yeah. you know, like, lit so and something ends. And no, I think it's the other It's like the death of something think, yeah. and got jorked. You yeah. really jorked up that situation. <laughs> yeah, man, I am so jorked. I, see, I don't know what context that means. It, it's like the F word. You can use it for No, that's nerd. No, I know that in your universe, <laughs> Nurk is like the F word, but I'm saying we are making jork the new F bomb where you can use it for any part of speech, positive, yeah. negative, oh, or if you're like yeah. me, just like peppered into, you know, normal conversation because why not? You just spice up your vocabulary that way. Jork, yeah. What do you got, Tim? Um, after <laughs> I, I heard what happened, I was just about to jork off and head home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I came up with another one recently. I think it was in Hundred Dollar Heroes Two that I really liked, where they used uh, "clert." <laughs> it looks way better in print, no. but I don't know. No. After saying it out loud, I might not have that one. I think you need to beep that out. How how would you say when you were writing Hundred Dollar Heroes? Did you have a hard time finding the clerk? <laughs> So this one actually, um, there's this a YA series called, the first one is called Leviathan. I think it's the Leviathan series. And like Behemoth is Behemoth, the Behemoth, and then I can't remember what the third one is. Those are really good. I like those a lot. And like one of the made up sword words in that is Clart. <laughs> so I was like, it's I not that bad. Home. I just clarted my <laughs> And like they use it in in play in like that, yeah. yeah. Like the animals that leave clart all over the place and whatnot. And I thought that I was great. Some clart. And, ooh. <laughs> <Fresh>. <laughs> I love made up swear words like um, firefly. When they say goram. Mm. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Ah, uh, you guys are killing me. Just killing me. Um, the comic series that got turned into a movie, I'm assuming that the title is not appropriate, uh, it was called Kick Butt. <laughs> um, yeah. Had uh, made up the, the swear word, uh, tunt. Uh, nice. Yeah, that sounds like something Mark Miller would do. Yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, how about more positive things from the chapter? Like, Joe comes back. <laughs> How about the um, scenes before hashtag Jork? Jork Jork comes back. Hashtag oh, Jork lives. Yeah. yeah, Jork lives. Yeah, hashtag Jork lives. <laughs> Flood Twitter with it. Yeah, I mean, that'd be you pretty cool. You need to enact social change. You can do it. You might be able to influence me. Ooh. I mean, he's Isn't dead, but you could influence me. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> I just like saying it to get Tim going again. Um, so like you said, going back earlier in the chapter, kind of cool to get to meet some other characters. Now, what are they called... Uh, Nash's character, he is a 
You're using primal, right? Yeah, he's a bat primal. I had a name, I had a word for it, and I can't remember what it is now. I'll... Batman. No. Was that it? No. Bat oh. boy. Definitely not. His name is Nash. Was it Batley from Fern Gully? Batley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved Fern Gully. Tone so Lock is the lizard. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I won't do it right now. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we get to see some more of the the caravanners. Yeah. Nash and Orthel makes a brief appearance. Yeah. So what's void scary. magic, and why is that bad? So he can act. So Orthel is a void practitioner. Sometimes they're known as where he can access the void and do magic with it. We haven't seen it happen yet, but okay, we will. Spoiler alert! Spoiler we'll see, alert. see him do some magic uh, it with the void. Uh, I want to save that. I want to table that question for later because Lanny and Cass actually talk about that. Oh, um, I guess they did a little bit in this chapter, but I think they go. There's more. There's a lot more that goes in depth about the void. I mean, it can't be too bad, right? If all goblins and jorks are made out of the void, or they're voidlings, right? They're void spawn. Yeah, void spawn. They're yeah, spawn. they come from the void. Some people call them demons. Gotcha. Because they come from the void. That's rude, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he can do void magic. Okay. And he just kind of looks creepy. That's really cool. (laughs) Um, I also really liked, you know, as Lanny and Cass were talking more, how Cass kind of made Lanny uh, reevaluate her perspective on getting out of the city and, you know, because Lanny's, like, a little kid, and she's like, I've never seen dirt we're, before. We're going camping. Oh, yeah, right? There's like, mountain lions and snakes. Oh, cool. <laughs> and Cass is like, you're an idiot. Like, you were safe behind walls. Like, this is not... You're like, why would time. you want to come out here? It's so interesting to see Lanny, who's always, like, so, like, self-assured and, you know, very... Just, like, a really strong female character to see her... Uh, in this like naive light like you are so incredibly ignorant oh totally thinking that this was gonna just be fun yeah we're just gonna go to draw it's gonna be great it goes both ways though too because she thought that Lanny was like in this ivory palace and everything was fine exactly there's no one you know just going into a small business that you own (laughs) and then killing you cutting off your orc spines yeah and then biting you in the neck until you bleed out and die just Wait, green blood all I over the floor. I don't remember that part. That part wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Nah. Big. Nope. I put um, lines through. It. <laughs> <laughs> I crossed you it out. You just it out. Yeah. You just delete it from our Google shared Google yeah. dry, uh, doc. Yep. A good thing that's a copy of it then. Yeah, you'll you'd be surprised. That there's a lot more jork in this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I gave you editing abilities. You did actually. not. <laughs> he made some strong and heavy-handed suggestions. Yeah. Mm. You the could. Google. There's an entire three chapters. It's just yeah. called the jorking around chapter. <laughs> Don't mind me. Just jorking around. Jorking uh, on, jorking off, jorking out. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I imagine the, the relationship between Lanny and Cass at this point is kind of like the classic uh, Prince and the Pauper kind of thing, except they're not switching places because obviously yeah. Cass isn't going to the city at this point. So, um, you know, it's that kind of both realizing that maybe what they had wasn't that bad or what they want isn't as good as they think. You know, grass is always greener kind of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, mentioning Lainey's naivete, I think we brought up before, is definitely another one of her character flaws, her yeah. impetuousness. And, you know, it's a big part of it. She rushes into things without fully understanding it. Like, she mentioned how she's 
read about, learned a little bit about the wilds in school, but it was enough to make you scared of it, so you didn't want to go there. But she was right. like, no, I don't want to be in this place. I'd rather take my chances there kind yeah. of thing, which we'll see some reasons why. It's called the wilds. Why is it dangerous? Why do they have walls? Why is everybody so scared? My parents will only buy me cool ranch Doritos, and I really like nacho cheesier, so I'm going to go live in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> That's exactly why she left. Yeah. And I, I love, like, the <clears throat> tiny detail. Like, Cass wants to know her favorite food. Like, I love knowing that about people. Like, just those little details that really help you get to know a person and whether or not you can actually trust them. Make them more of a, a character more realized. Yeah. Because if they're like, my favorite food is steamed broccoli. I do really like so steamed I was about broccoli. To ask, what, what foods are red flags for you should not trust this person? Quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. Pronounce quino. Quino. Quinoa. What the heck is a quino? Anyone's like, oh <laughs> man, you in. need to try my vegan tofu bake. <laughs> I mean, I'll to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Tofu is vegan, so the fact that they make a <laughs> vegan tofu now is actually really. Progressive. How do you get tofu that's not vegan? That was soy. Right. Some you know, put bacon on it. Bacon tofu is soy. Nufu is me. It's an incredibly obscure reference. I would love. Out the no, you know, give. I was gonna say, I would love it if somebody could. Oh, sorry. You know, delete it. Delete. Bunch of nerd points. Delete. If you little Colossus knew what that what was from. from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, if you want to take a guess at what that was from, even though they kind of already told us, or get back to us about anything, let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to hear um, feedback. How angry are you? That jork is now dead. Incredibly dead. And not you ever really coming back. You really need to enunciate dead so much. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, want to make sure you accept it. He's allegedly dead. Um, Allegedly. Check us out on Twitter, at IceDan underscore HDH, or Facebook, um, Dan Cole Author, Facebook.com slash Dan Cole Author, or just DanColeAuthor.com, the home of the blog. Comes out every other Thursday opposite this podcast. Um, what am I missing? Uh, you can also follow me at um, Jork is not dead. Uh, Dan is wrong, and this book is over because Jork is dead. At oh, Twitter, he finally admitted it. At Twitter. Angelfire. Geocities. Angelfire. Is that your uh, live journal? Yeah, my Zanga. In my space. Yes, Zanga. Um, I remember that one. Um. Also, at this point, I want to say thanks to Sirenscape for making an awesome product that we use for the sound effects and music um, throughout the pod. Um, Yes, and, you know, big shout out to the Lighthouse Lounge down near Cannon Beach. Great ice cream. So they only have ice cream, right? Yeah, a lot of ice cream. Dirty, dirty water. It's it's wet, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's on the door. All righty, well... Yeah, rock on London, rock on Chicago. Uh, Jork is still alive. (laughs) 